Welcome back to the Have Not Room. I'm joined here by Brian, and uh, we are finally back to yes. talk about uh, uh, have one more podcast before the uh, end here of Big Brother 24, and then mm-hmm. uh, you know, assuming that uh, we don't uh, go into another podcast coma again, we'll <laughs> we- be back next week. After the finale on Sunday at some point to yeah. actually cover the end of the season. But, yeah. We had an like... eventful summer, Ben. You got COVID, and then you played in Survivor I Buffalo did. All-Stars. I got engaged since the last time we uh, podcasted. It's just a lot, of, a lot of stuff happening. We're getting old. Things are, you know, things yeah, are slowing of... us down. Outside of general podcasting fatigue as we age, because mm-hmm. we, you know, Brian and I have been podcasting both separately and together mm-hmm. uh, for probably going on 10 years at this point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 10, 10 years uh, yeah. was the probably the first previously on mm-hmm. Survivor podcast that I ever did. Um, back in the, on the previously on network was a thing briefly off uh, yeah. from that Facebook group. I believe it was Survivor Philippines was the first, uh, and then we covered the Amazing Race for mm-hmm. that network, and then, uh, you know, look at us now. Who would have thought? Yeah. I, I remember. I think I, I think the first one I did, I guested uh, for Blood versus Water. I guested mm-hmm. a little bit for Guy and Sam Wendell Sir. I remember. Co- I remember uh, covering, like being brought on as like an Amazing Race specialist for the mm-hmm. preseason mm-hmm. of Sam Wendell Sir to like talk about the. Uh, uh, the 20s, mm-hmm. uh, which ended up being obviously relevant. Very important, season. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then shortly after that, uh, which was probably about eight or nine years ago at this point, uh, we started covering Amazing Race together mm. for like three or four seasons. Yep. So. And then we covered, I think, Big Brother Canada, like six yep. was the first Big Brother we talked about. Yeah, we covered Big Brother Canada six. We covered the first BB Celeb. Uh, yes. We talked... We talked about BB20 uh, a little bit, and then we did, I think, a preview podcast for BB21 and then never covered the season. Yeah, uh, I think we may have talked about the live feeds once, and then we yeah. were like, yo, this is not that fun to talk about. This season's yeah. uh, a lot, so. Yeah, so yeah, while, while the have-not room is only on its uh, third U.S., like, main U.S. season, uh, Brian and I have still done a lot of podcasting and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like you said, in the, in the like three or so weeks since we last, uh, podcasted, both of our lives have been packed. Uh, yes. You know, yeah. Very. So. Yeah. And also check out, uh, the blindsiders, which, uh, will be coming out like in two days from the time this comes out or maybe one day, depending on when this comes out, uh, yeah. where we cover survivor. And I, I probably right now I'm fucking saying it it will be more consistent than this season of big brother was um it'll probably be more consistent you know mm. i i uh, i would not uh, be surprised if we had consistency issues as well mm. with survivor and they continued on um i i think with survivor it's easier because we don't really have a hard schedule for the have not room mm-hmm. we previously had done it like every week after tuesdays and then we would do like oh it's a double eviction we should probably cover that kind of thing mm-hmm. whereas survivor it's like oh it happens once a week 
There's no live feeds to talk about. Mm -hmm. It's just an hour every Wednesday, so we can cover it either right after the episode or sometimes occasionally on the mm -hmm. Thursday right after. Uh, we can be a lot more consistent with it, just yeah. based off of that alone. Yeah, this week we're going to cover it on Thursday because it's a two-hour episode, and then after that we'll probably just do Wednesdays for... Uh... Oh, well, I think yeah. it's, I think, it, is it two hours or is it an hour and a half followed by an hour and a half Amazing Race? Oh, is, is that how it is? I think, it, I think that's how it is. So, right, and so obviously, you know, uh, Big Brother fans here, we talked about, uh, you know, <laughs> this past season of Big Brother uh, with Derek X and Claire coming on to the mm -hmm. season of Amazing Race. And yeah. Were there, I don't even know, because Amazing Race has been so sporadic, but has there... There's been one season since Jess and Cody won the Amazing Race, right? There's been two. One, two. Were there any Big Brother pairs on that? Uh, no. Well, yes. Hold on. No, yeah. Jess and Cody won before the... Oh, before the All-Star season. Yeah, before yeah, the All-Star like season. Yeah. Big. Yeah, before the reality TV All-Star season, yeah. All right, so other than the reality TV all-star season, uh, the last, like, regular season that featured Big Brother players, they won. So mm -hmm. Claire and Derek, they better they better win. They better, you know, defend the yeah. title. No, look, I mean, Derek and Claire are, like, you know, we're obviously not, t t uh, my knowledge, hopefully, uh, covering this season of The Amazing Race, but we'll be watching it. Uh, but, yeah, Derek and Claire are, like, the, the archetypical Amazing Race team. They're, mm -hmm. like... Uh, you know, smart, athletic-ish couple in their, uh, you know, mid to late 20s. Mm -hmm. So, like, they're probably they just locked. Yeah, they're, like, I would say they're probably just locked into at least top five, uh, right? Because, yeah. like, okay. you know, Amazing Race still has some, you know, luck and variance to it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but, like, generally, if you're uh, competent and uh, have good teamwork, and are smart and are like reasonably athletic mm -hmm. uh you kind of just coach through the first three or four rounds right. barring some crazy uh bounce of fate so i would say uh yeah lock in Derek and claire for top five. Hell yeah that's what i want to yeah. hear especially when you have like you know uh you know we're both big football fans right mm -hmm. uh it's 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 cool that rex ryan is on the amazing race uh, but you know, he's like, what, like fucking 70 years old or something. Like, he's, he's, yeah, he's up there. So he's not going to be, who's like, he running with his brother? No, it's like his, like, uh, oh. it's like his drinking buddy. <laughs> uh, that's that kind of actually sounds awesome. Uh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like his drinking buddy who's like 30 years younger than him or something. I don't know how they, I think they like were neighbors or, or, or like something. <laughs> I don't know. How, I like briefly read the bios, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, regardless, you know, I want to drink with Rex Ryan. That sounds yeah. real fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be fun for like the first two episodes before they're eliminated mm -hmm. because, like, it, you can't, like, no matter if you have a history working in professional sports, if you're that old, you're not doing well. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. So, like, yeah. when, it's when not even their competition. Yeah. It's not even like he's necessarily like a, a former, like, big athlete you know it's yeah. not like a, a yeah. 60 year old football player it's not like uh, yeah. dan marino just turned like 61 it's not like dan marino playing mm -hmm. you know and they're like well maybe maybe he's still athletic yeah. he's one he's of the most coach. yeah he's a coach he was yeah. not exactly renowned for his like physical prowess or anything yeah it, it would be like you know if like belichick maybe like maybe like not now i mean like five years ago when yeah. the uh on the amazing race like 
I also would not think that Belichick would do. <laughs> yeah, that would be the single most insane thing to happen, I feel, for Bill Belichick to run the amazing race. Yeah. I mean, so. I didn't, I, when, when I saw the, you know, recommend it, that was kind of surprising to me. At least, like, he's, like, kind of, like, a goofy guy. Yeah, yeah, it kind of fits his personality a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Bill Belichick's so serious. Yeah. <laughs> be, be wild. But uh, anyways, yeah, back to this season of Big Brother. Um, last time we spoke was, I think, we talked about this pre-show before the split house. A lot has happened since then. Not uh, always super comfy to uh, to talk about. Um, so I guess, like, I, I don't want to rehash everything from that, but going, like, the second half narrative of the season was pretty much like Michael is dominating the game. Whether he would have gotten the jury votes or not, I don't know because of like some of his actions in the game, uh, you know, using Kyle being racist to get Kyle out didn't seem to go over super well. And we have not seen a jury segment since Michael went to the jury house. So we don't really know what's happening there. But, uh, yeah, I guess, can you kind of, like, what are your thoughts on, you know, Michael getting dethroned and Mm -hmm. how that kind of made it so there wasn't, like, a strictly from-the-game perspective frontrunner? Yeah, well, I do think that, like, yeah, obviously, you know, we're probably not going to dive too deeply into the Kyle stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, like, uh, I think the show did an okay job of covering it. I think they uh, they did an okay job of, like, pulling receipts and being like, hey, yes, Kyle did, you know, uh, say these things and, like, insinuate that they should do a white alliance without, mm-hmm. like, explicitly saying, hey, we should do a white alliance. Right. Like, this is something that was covered back when it, uh, like, was first happening, which was, like, kind of on the tail end of what we covered and, uh didn't really think it was going to end up being, you know, super relevant mm. uh, to the upcoming situation. Uh, it ended up being incredibly fucking relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously uh, it's, uh, you know, good that it got called out and that Kyle lost the game from it. To my understanding, though, while people were calling out Michael, especially people like Terrence, to a lesser extent, Monty, uh, for, uh, like, essentially weaponizing uh, their knowledge and them withholding that knowledge of Kyle saying racist things in order mm. to like utilize it in a specific instance to progress their game. Uh, obviously not great. Uh, you know, not like uh, a super fan of how that went down. Um, but I think that like 90% of the time, if Michael is making the final two, he's making the final two next to Brittany uh, where he would probably handily win uh, like nine to zero. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it would have really had any kind of major blowback on Michael if he were to have actually won out. Mm-hmm. Uh, his biggest issue was that he, I don't want to say his biggest issue was that he put himself in a position where he won, uh, needed to win out. Um, I think that the way that a lot of the early game played out particularly the first two to three weeks before the leftovers really kind of coalesced. Uh, Michael kind of needed to win, like, at least most of those comps. Mm. Uh, And 
you know, does Michael's target get smaller if he wins like two to three fewer comps? Probably not. So I don't know how Michael could have won the game in the scenario that happened to play out other than just winning out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that, yeah, Michael, if he wins the, uh, the double eviction veto, like the amp veto that Monty beat him in, he probably just wins the season. Um, so, yeah, definitely a big moment for the, for the show at that point mm-hmm. for him to get uh, eliminated. Also... Not for nothing, uh, Big Brother. You you, you got to make comps that don't break. Um, that's insane. That like during the most important competition of the season, two people at least had their cord thing break off. And uh, I'm not saying it would have changed the outcome, but like mm-hmm. that's just that's just so unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think. There was another comp that kept on breaking as well. Um, was it this season? It was this season, yes. Um, it was something with, like... Uh, oh, it was the one... That, it was, I think, the the one that Terrence won, the veto that Terrence won during the split house. Mm. Uh, oh, because of the wind, something because of like the that. wind. Yeah, yeah. I think that comp got like super scuffy, and like Terrence probably still wins it regardless from what I, but from what people you know insinuated. But mm. it definitely sounded like that that comp was kind of a mess. Yeah, really weird um, decision. To it was like the solo cups were just too light, so they were blowing over. Yeah, um, yeah. it was really weird to like have that be the veto when like the other veto was like a big production and yeah. you had like Tiffany guest hosting it. And then they were like, I don't know, fucking stack some cups in the backyard. We yeah. don't give a shit. Well, I mean, that's kind of, th- that was like, I guess thematic towards the twist, mm-hmm. right. Where it was like dire fest, which was like a parody of the fire fest mm-hmm. where it's like a, a shitty, like it's appropriate that the, the comp was super scuffed for like a, a twist that's supposed to parody the fire fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the inside is supposed to be like an actual ice festival. That's real and not just mm-hmm. like, uh, some scam put together by, uh, some random guy and, uh, uh, fucking who was the, who was the, the rapper? Which rapper was oh, it? Oh, um, rapper? Yeah. Oh, God. Who was it? Um, I can't, I can't even remember. Yeah, I, I don't remember at all. Like, this this is like, they're referencing, they're referencing a, a meme from, like, four years ago at this point, mm. so it's... Right, yeah. Definitely, definitely not super relevant, but yeah. Um, you should have brought the guy who's going to suck dick for water to host that comp, honestly. I think that would have been good. That's yeah, what really, I would have done. It was, um, well, they, they're, uh, they're, they were like basically have nots as well, right? Where mm-hmm. they had like shitty food, like the Firefest people had, where they had like cheese sandwiches and, uh, and like, uh, milk for that you put in like a middle school lunch or something like that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Terrible. Um, I remember too hearing that like they're at a certain point, like, I guess the ants had realized that there were like food and people outside and it just like mm. invaded the backyard. Yeah. I was like, okay, this sounds horrible. Like mm. this is, I know if I was in that situation, I would be pretty perturbed because I didn't sign up for survivor. I signed up yeah. for big brother. Yeah, I, exactly. I, like the reason <laughs> that I would go on a big brother 
-hmm. is because I wouldn't want to deal with the living conditions of Survivor, right? Yeah. Uh, like, you know, I've, I've, you know, as referenced at the top of the show, I've played in Survivor LRGs where we've had mm -hmm. to stay, you know, overnight, um, multiple nights now, and it's not, uh, it's not, like, fun even when you're, like, sleeping in a tent. Right. Uh, yeah. So, like, even just go three days without showering and, like, doing basic hygiene things and, like, barely eating and, like, sleeping on the ground, like... Doing that for 39 days sounds horrible. So, like, what? <laughs> That's the reason that I would go on Big Brother. Yeah. So, if, if I were to go on Big Brother and end up uh, basically randomly, like, have nots is one thing. It's like mm -hmm. cold showers and like slop. It's like whatever. You can do uh, the like, cold showers. You yeah, can do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I can do cold showers and I can do slop. That's not that big of a deal. Uh, and like the have not rooms recently have been pretty tame. Uh, except for like, there's a couple exceptions, but mostly pretty tame. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that would that would be like the point where I'm like, come on, uh, it's Big Brother, <laughs> right? Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I didn't I didn't hate the twist from. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think honestly, you should do you should do this twist every season because it shakes the game up. But um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I just it sucks that it, they had to be outside. I don't know. Yeah. They could, I think they could have split the house um, in some I, way. I don't know if they could have because we kind of speculated how it was going to work and we mm -hmm. couldn't figure out a way that it would work. So I think this might be the only way to actually do it. Um, be, uh, yeah, uh, I, I think the bigger issue than like making people upset that they have to sleep outside and eat shitty food uh, is what actually ended up happening, which mm -hmm. is there was a wall yeller uh, in the backyard that uh, sort of influenced the game, but like sort of ended up not really mattering long term. Um, uh, so that's probably the real major issue with this twist, which I agree. Otherwise, probably one of the least bad twists they've done in recent BBUS, mm -hmm. um, in terms of like just basic twist design. Uh, I think it could be probably done earlier, like maybe six and six, it could be mm -hmm. more interesting just because the final five gameplay, as we saw from the actual final five week, uh, a week ago, not super interesting uh, in the most part, uh, whereas Final Six, there is usually a little bit more play. Um, so that could be uh, a bit more fun to have two of those rather than two Final Fives. Mm -hmm. uh, but otherwise, the idea of like, you know, we're going to try and create, like it, it's basically like Survivor does this as well recently, where mm -hmm. at 10, they split them into tribes of five and they do a double elimination, uh, which I personally hate, uh, you know, uh, I, I've hated it since they've done they, since they did it for the, the first time in uh, in Survivor Fiji, uh, even though Fiji was kind of executed a little differently. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the difference is with Survivor, uh, if you have like a six four or a seven three advantage, you're basically just accelerating a pagonging in most circumstances. Whereas mm -hmm. here, where there was a, a seven three advantage, you're actually just doubling the chances for one of the outsiders to win one of the two HOHs, which is what mm -hmm. happened with Terrence. Um, yeah. So it and actually also, works the opposite in Big Brother than it does in Survivor, which is why. And not for nothing, somehow, I don't know if it's against all odds, but it's just, it's never broken in the minority, like, alliance yeah. advantage. It always is just like, but, oh, okay, these, they're just screwed off the rip. So, yeah. 
other than like weird circumstances where there's like idols and advantages happening mm -hmm. or like somebody really really wants to make a move and they pull it off because there's fewer numbers they have to juggle um it's generally just kind of accelerating and progonging mm -hmm. um yeah so i don't know i i think that like as somebody who has vocally disliked it in survivor uh, i'll say it works a lot better in big brother yeah and we can, it, it definitely can be tweaked yeah. To prevent wall yellers, maybe push it up to final 12 instead of final 10. Mm -hmm. But as far as Big Brother twist goes, not the worst. Right. And yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see. We'll see if they bring it back next summer. Um, mm -hmm. I One thing kind of cool that we missed that was a big story was like, I don't know. Let me, let me pull up the exact numbers. So it's like, if you ever worry about... Um, if Big Brother is ever in trouble of coming back or not, um, Paramount Plus like released that there was some absurd amount of watch time mm -hmm. on between the live feeds and everything. Um, of course, I'm not finding it now. Uh, it's been pushed away by the SEO for, <laughs> but, but uh. <laughs> Is it, it, it was like in in the billions of watch time, like for between the live feeds and the episodes and like the uh, vods and everything. So I, I think it's a pretty safe bet that Big Brother is gonna go as long as they want it to. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Big Brother survived its host, its host's husband being pushed out of the network for mm -hmm. being a, a serial sexual assaulter. And right. they maintained that host through and still have that host. It, it's like, I, I, Big Brother is not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. it, it's like, it, it costs like uh, like $4,000 for them to make it. And it's- <laughs> For the uh, entire season. That's the yeah, entire it, season yeah. budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it costs $5,000 now that they raised the prize pool. Mm, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it costs literal pennies to make uh, to the point where there's like LRGs that pretty effectively are able to replicate like uh, the basic production of Big Brother, mm -hmm. <laughs> like well. Uh, and it's like you know, obviously like some of like the the equipment they use is pretty expensive, but it's it's stuff yeah. that they just and that's like a one season. a one time investment where they upgraded yeah. the house like five or six years ago, and now they're just rolling with like yeah yeah. It, it's one of the cheapest shows on television to make. It consistently wins its time slot. It's a summer show, so it has basically no competition in terms of uh, like television ratings. It's it's just literally free money for the network mm -hmm. that they just like print every year. Uh, so the like they literally brought back the celebrity edition for a third time, and it was a hot mess. And they might just they might do it again just because why not. <laughs> because yeah. it's, it still probably makes them money o over those uh, appearances that they pay their celebrities for like mm -hmm. three weeks of episodes. Like it, it's it's just insanely high profit for them for the for the show. So yeah, yeah, I think we're could, not going anywhere. I could definitely even see like doing you know like an accelerated all star season or something like that. Like a you know like a survivor, an all survivor players Big Brother or something in the winter. You know, like the Big Brother is just a cash cow, is what we're trying to say. 
Yeah. No, I mean, like, they've thrown around, like, a, you know, a month-long legend season or something mm -hmm. like that. And, like, people like Dan and Will have said, oh, if Big Brother were a month long, then we would do it. Yeah. Uh, it's just that, like, I don't want to commit three-plus months of my life to this game, mm -hmm. uh, you know, which is fair. Uh, definitely. I, I, I agree that that's a, a reasonable take, especially when you're somebody like Dan or Will, who yeah. probably has no shot in an all-star season mm -hmm. or legend season regardless. And they have uh, families knows? now, and like yeah, they're they in family, way yeah. different places than they were yeah. when they played. Um, the first and second time each, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, something like that. I know people have thrown around uh, whether something like a BB Can versus BB US Legends season would be doable. I think that could be fun. Uh, I think honestly, way more likely that if that were to happen, it would be a Big Brother Canada season. I feel yeah. like, like, cause I feel like CBS is super weird about international seasons of the shows. Yeah. Like when they took Australian survivor off of Paramount plus for no fucking reason after Andy three weeks, did that get taken off also? Well, the, 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 they were supposed to release the episodes for BB can 10 live and they did mm. not. Uh, Sick. And I actually don't know if BB can 10 is on yet or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, if it is again, I've said it a million times. Go watch it. One of the best seasons of Big Brother of all times, in my opinion. Mm. Still, I, I said, no, it's not even a recency bias thing at this point, you know, obviously. So. Right, yeah, it's still saying yeah. it. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like Big Brother Canada is way more in tune with what yeah. their fans want. Oh, a million percent. <laughs> um, um, and they have a history of bringing on yeah. uh, international contestants with uh, BBCAN4, so. Yeah, so if it's going to happen, it's going to be a Big Brother Canada. I'm, I'm calling my shot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and no, that would be awesome because, like, I mean, I it would be cool to also, have a full BB Can All Star season. But if they did BB Can versus BB US, that would be really cool as well. Also, not for nothing, the Big Brother Canada house is better than the BB US house by like a lot, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, I I'm, I've been very vocal that I think the BB Can is like the better product across the board, bar yeah. like a few exceptions. Like, I think that obviously the live feed production on US is a lot better. And yeah. the live feed experience as a viewer is a lot better for the U.S. version uh, because the Canadian version uh, takes full advantage of the fact that, like, they are free. And uh, because they're free, they're like, you know, oh, you know, we can kind of have a lot more leeway with what we do with them. And you can't really complain because we're mm -hmm. giving them to you for free. Right. So like, OK, I mean, like, I don't know how easy it would be for me as an American to pay for them. Mm -hmm. But if it were theoretically possible, I would rather throw 10 bucks at you and and have the experiences of you be better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, like the show production, the episode production, uh, Arissa as a host, competition mm -hmm. design uh, for the most part, casting for the most part, uh, a lot of it's just it's just way better in the Canadian version. Yeah, no, definitely. So we'll see. Hopefully they do. I mean... I did hear that maybe they might be doing an all-star season soon. Uh, if if they do an all-star season, we should probably cover it on here. Yeah. Um, I uh, just I mean, renewed my VPN, so I'm ready uh, for the next season. Yeah, I mean, us, uh, I think we, uh, we like, covered BBKN 9. Uh, BBKN 9 was also a very good season. Uh, it was really good, yeah. But, like, us covering... BB22, BB23, and not BB Can 10 
with like a huge shot to my heart. But it's like I suffered through this like BB twenty two was horrifically bad. BB twenty three was like okay, but still like you know kind of boring in a lot mm -hmm. of places. Uh, like even though there was like at least more to talk about uh, in parts of that season. Mm -hmm. um, but in like and then we were like okay. We're gonna not cover BB Can, and then we'll be back in the summer for BB Twenty Four, mm -hmm. uh, and then we didn't cover BB Can Ten, which, in my opinion, hands down the best BB Can season. Yeah, again, one of the greatest Big Brother seasons of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the best like reality TV viewing experiences of my life as somebody who's watched probably hundreds, if not like you know, closer to a thousand seasons of reality television. Mm -hmm. Uh, like it's up there for me. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so you know, I think we just burnt ourselves out on oh, a million, TV we, super we, hard. We burned ourselves. We burned ourselves out, in, in, even without cover. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, anyways, back back to back to the BB twenty four. Um, mm -hmm. So, Michael, you know, goes. I think we got on this tangent because we were making fun of the challenge breaking uh, in the middle of yeah. it. Um, he goes out, Monty wins, like, the veto. So I, I, how do you feel, like, the the power gets dispersed? Because, like, usually you'll have, like, a very, like, clear, this person's the king, someone yeah. deposes them, and they kind of inherit the yeah. king's resume. But I don't feel like mm -hmm. that really happened this season. Um, I think I agree. It didn't happen to, like, an extreme degree. I would say if anybody did, it was probably Monty, mm -hmm. uh, just because he was the one who actually beat Michael. Like Turner won the HOH and was HOH to take him out, mm -hmm. but Michael didn't play didn't in that play HOH in that, competition. Yeah. So like Turner didn't get the like resume move. I was the one to beat Michael and take him out, and it can be articulated. Uh, and we definitely saw like obviously we didn't see any of this on feeds because it happened during the double. But we saw afterwards, and then it was articulated afterwards on feeds as well, uh, and then on the Sunday episode, that Monty was really the one who kind of pushed this to happen. We got the gentleman's agreement arc shown in the show, uh, which I, I thought was really important uh, because it really outlined that, like, Michael was almost safe uh, going into um, this uh, double eviction. And I remember... Uh, yeah, we referenced. Um, I went up and played in big uh, Survivor Buffalo All Stars. I was mm. off the grid for like four or five days. Uh, on the drive up there to Buffalo, I was on my phone uh, watching uh, or uh, like reading feed updates, listening to feed updates, and I remember being flabbergasted at the idea that like nobody might like there might be a situation where nobody is targeting Michael and Adult. Mm -hmm. And like the fact that that almost happened and Turner seemed to be even potentially on board with holding that as HOH mm -hmm. and Monty was the one who pushed him and was like, no, we have to do this now if we want a chance to win this game. Uh and uh like he uh, was the one who had been pushing Taylor when Taylor was also somebody who was very reticent to take out Michael too early. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I would give the majority of the credit to Monty. Mm -hmm. And I do think that if credit is apportioned to somebody by the jury, it probably is going to go to Monty. All right. So that makes sense. So 
now that we're like, you know, I, Alyssa, nice girl. Very inconsequential in terms of this game. I don't think she won anything, right? That's pretty impressive, honestly, to get to the final five and not win mm-hmm. any comps. I mean, Victoria won a comp, uh, kind of. She got it given to her, but she won that veto. Still, it counts. Yeah, we bring it up a lot. Yeah, so it's, um, a good, it's a good benchmark for being bad at competitions. It really is, and uh, you know, she she gets voted off. Okay, whatever. Uh, Brittany tries to like pull a fast one, but it doesn't work. Um, I guess, like, credit to her for, like, trying something. Because, like, otherwise she's just completely dead in the water. Um, yeah. Which she ended up being anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Taylor winning this HOH and then Monty winning the veto, we're going to get rid of Brittany. What, who do you think is going to win, like, this season, Ben? Yeah, this is tricky uh, because we're not getting diary rooms. The diary rooms we got on the Sunday episode were pretty unhelpful. Uh, and we are not getting an episode tomorrow uh, because the veto stuff was covered on Sunday and they're leaving tomorrow open for Survivor and Amazing Race. Mm-hmm. Um, so we probably aren't going to really have a good idea of like who is actually going to take who like definitively. Mm-hmm. Uh, until they show some diary rooms on the Thursday night eviction, um, where hopefully people are like, hopefully all three of them <laughs> give some indication in the diary room of who they would take mm-hmm. uh, of the other two. Um, and then maybe from there, we're able to kind of predict uh, what will happen on the finale on Sunday. Um, but if I were to guess, it seems like Monty and Taylor probably are going to take each other at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. That's my read. That could change, right? We've seen situations before where uh, I think the, the most obvious example that I can think of is BB Can 2, uh, where right up until the finale, everybody was convinced that John was going to uh, take Netta to the final two if he won final HOH and then promptly lose to her. Uh, and he ended up changing his mind pretty last minute mm-hmm. and cutting Neta and then going on to win the game. Um, so maybe that's something that we could see here with um, with Monty. If Monty realizes that he, at the very least, could lose to Taylor, uh, mm-hmm. I, w- I think it's probably pretty close to a toss-up and a final two with the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think it's probably, like, it could be a 5-4 vote either way, honestly. Um, whereas Monty handily beats Turner, uh, and I don't think it's close. I think it might even be uh, unanimous against <laughs> Turner. Uh, so if like Monty realizes that the, there's that big of a discrepancy in terms of like he wins 100% against Turner, uh, probably unanimously, and he at best has a coin flip against Taylor... Uh, and he realizes that by Sunday and wins final HOH and cuts Taylor, then yes, Monty is the winner of the season. Uh, I think even if he doesn't do that and he takes Taylor, he still might beat her. Um, Taylor also similarly uh, might realize the same thing where she might be like, oh, if I take Turner, I win probably close to unanimously, maybe like Mm 8-1 because, you know, Terrence still despises her for some reason. 
Uh, and um, if I take Monty, it's like maybe at best a coin flip. Uh, so both of those scenarios are very interesting. Uh, the one I would say uninteresting scenario, I think, is Turner. Uh, at this point, I think Turner pretty much, I would say definitively, is, is going to take Monty to the final two if he wins and mm -hmm. lose to him. Um, so with that in mind, I would say, um, you know, if uh, Taylor wins final HOH, makes the correct decision, she wins the game. If Monty wins final HOH, makes the correct decision, he wins the game. If either of them win the final HOH and make the incorrect decision, it's kind of a toss-up. So mm -hmm. ignoring Turner's win, at that point, it's basically like a coin flip between the two of them, in my opinion. Okay. Adding in Turner uh, as the third option uh, gives basically like Monty another out to win. So right now, I would say... It's probably like 60-40, maybe like 65-35 right now in favor of Monty being the winner of the season. Uh, and uh, I would say that the other, you know, 35 to 40% Taylor mm -hmm. winning the season. Uh, and maybe you could adjust that closer to 50-50 if you start counting jury votes and realize that Taylor probably is favored between the two of them if they sit together. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's close enough where I'm not really comfortable making that call. Cool. I mean, hey, that's exciting, at least. Yeah. Like, we've definitely had a string of seasons where it's like, this person's going to win, for sure. Yeah. If they get to the end, Xavier last season, I think we both felt he was yeah. going to win in any scenario. That if he got to the end, maybe Kylan beat him, but it didn't end up happening. Um, So, and then Cody before that, uh, where it's like, okay, yeah, he's going to win no matter what, but... He 100% guaranteed it with bringing Enzo to the end. I also here just blew another finale pretty hard uh, over on the challenge, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, it's exciting um, to see which one. Of the, I, I think from an audience perspective and from just like a fan perspective, I would prefer Taylor to win. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Look, Taylor winning is, is the narrative this year. It would be a great story for the season. Not that Monty would be a bad story. It's just not as good as Taylor. Um, yeah. 100%. Like, Monty would not be a bad winner. Uh, mm -hmm. Definitely, he would be a deserving winner. Uh, he's, like, he's, he's like, made mistakes, but they haven't been, like, super egregious mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, like, he's definitely copped out in the end where it mattered here. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we've, uh, he's won... Uh, he beat Michael on the double eviction, and then he won the next two uh, H or he won the the HOH and then the the veto here where it mattered. Where like often the person who wins the final five HOH is targeted at the final four, and that could have been the case if Brittany or potentially Taylor won that final four veto. Um, but uh, Monty did the correct move after winning the final five HOH, which is to win the final four veto. And right. I would say he's probably favored at this point uh, based off of his performance in the final four veto to win the final three HOH. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he would he would be a, a solid winner. He would I would I would say be an above average winner as a player. But yeah, narratively, Taylor winning is like like you can't write that story. That's insane. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, it, 
obviously the Taylor story is like very self-evident. Uh, for Monty, I think it would be like a guy who was able to maneuver himself into like power positions all season um, yep. and never really had like anybody coming for him. He was able to like play it so that he was always like safe. And then when it got to the end where he maybe wouldn't have been safe, he's won comps and you know, that's yep. a good strategy. It's a good way to win. Yeah. Uh, if you it's can do very, it. Very similar to how Xavier won last season. Yeah, frankly, exactly. Uh, where he was like always pulled into every, uh, like uh, similar to this season where like th- this season, it was like basically uh post pack situation and then into the leftovers it wasn't as chaotic as the early uh weeks of the b23 <laughs> it would uh, be but, hard to be as chaotic yeah. as that but in both situations like uh, uh xavier was in literally every alliance basically that was formed in bb23 mm-hmm. uh you know ended up being in the power position of the power alliance headed down the stretch uh was able to have people in front of him as bigger targets uh, people like, you know, Derek X, uh, Christian before him, mm. uh, even coming down the stretch, you had like people like Tiffany and Kyland as strategic, uh, shields, mm. uh, and then one comps at the end where it mattered after throwing a lot of them or not winning a lot of them in mm. some of the early parts of the game. So yeah, it's a, it would be a very similar, uh, narrative story. Xavier, I, I would say is a above average winner, uh, really solid game. There's not really a lot of faults you can find in him. Uh, like not really exciting, uh, like strategic right, game, sure. but like do- it did the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and similarly with Monty, it his game did the job, and there really isn't a lot to like criticize him for in terms of gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, check cash is all the same, regardless yeah. of if you're boring mm-hmm. or not as a winner. <laughs> I don't think Monty is boring either. I think yeah. that like um, you know there, there is other things to criticize Monty for than that he's boring. Um, and, um, but I would, uh, I would definitely, uh, I, I wouldn't be upset, uh, with a Monty win, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just like of the two options at this point, uh, it's definitely the less satisfying option. Oh yeah. No, no doubt. I think, uh, Taylor will be a very beloved winner if she wins by the super fan community at the very least. I don't know how the more casual fans feel about taylor i think probably sympathetic considering what she's been through uh on the show but i don't know yeah Uh, you would think but i mean the show also did not do a phenomenal job of covering a lot of the treatment of taylor in mm -hmm. the early weeks to the point where there's definitely uh like people who didn't really follow feeds during the early times of the season or like don't follow feeds at all who are like Oh, it's all it was all overblown and like, you know, it it's not really it didn't really uh matter that much because the leftovers formed and she was fine after the leftovers formed. And I was like, I mean no, that's kind of outside <laughs> of uh revisionist history to say right. those things. <laughs> it definitely was an enormous part of the season. And mm-hmm. there are people who are like, Why are why is every exit interview they are asking questions about Taylor? And it's like well, why is every person who got voted out, why did they spend, like, multiple weeks of their game obsessing over Taylor for no reason? So mm-hmm. it's like, these, these, these things can cut both ways here. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I, Taylor probably would be, like, you know, we, we talk about, um, for instance, uh, like, Nicole Anthony 1.0, 
as somebody mm-hmm. who would have had like a really, really uh, narratively satisfying underdog win if she mm-hmm. were to have won uh, that season, BB21. Um, I, I think that Taylor here would be even more narratively, uh, you know, uh, satisfying. And a lot of people, I've seen like people trying to like pro uh, like proactively devalue Taylor as a winner. Like, oh, the produ- uh, producers are have rigged this season for Taylor. Uh, and like, if she wins, it's because production is trying to like rig the season for her to win because it's such a good story. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like that's <laughs> accurate. But hey, hold on, if production was trying to rig the season for Taylor, then they would have rigged the final four veto for Brittany because that mm-hmm. would have been like by far the best situation for Taylor. Taylor is going into this final three way worse than she otherwise could have been because mm-hmm. Turner is there and Turner is never going to take her to the final two. So like the the concept that like oh they're rigging the season for Taylor is 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 like ludicrous to the point that like I think that the people who think that should probably go seek psychiatric help. Fair enough. Like it's just like well, there's there, there's so there's so little evidence that like produce the producers are rigging it for Taylor and so much evidence to the contrary. And to the to the point where like again, they they protected a number of people who said horrific and often racist things about Taylor in the first mm-hmm. weeks of the game. Uh Pooch was sanitized uh insanely, like all of the racist things that Pooch said had no play at all in the episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh pretty much every like Paloma was like played off as like a fun villain who, you know, just had to like self evict rather than, you know, what Paloma actually was. It really didn't blow up. Uh, like the Daniel and Nicole stuff on the show didn't really come to a head until uh, Chipgate. Uh, right. So like it, it, this idea that they're, the show is like trying to fabricate such a pro Taylor narrative when they've done such a fucking piss poor job of, of telling just like the basics of what the narrative would have been across the course of the season and only had to do it like because it became so apparent that it was going to be a narrative for the season against their will mm-hmm. is like, I don't know, man, like it's some fucking tinfoil hat shit, dude. <laughs> for sure. Oh man. Uh, is there anything else that we didn't get to on this one? That you wanted um, to. I mean, there's, there's certainly stuff we didn't cover in depth, but, you know, we're not going to relitigate, like, seven rounds of the game. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, uh, I, I was, uh, I was pleased that, um, Michael didn't, uh, like, 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 I know, you know, Brittany got personally hurt by some of the things that he didn't said or whatever, but, right. like, I, I personally hope that if I was in a situation like Michael was, that I would fight as hard as he did, even against odds that seem insurmountable mm-hmm. during a situation like double, uh, double eviction uh, and come out feeling like I did everything possible that I could. Right. Uh, so like, I, that's not something we see a ton on Big Brother, at least in modern seasons. A lot mm-hmm. of people just kind of roll over and die when things seem bleak. So I, I very much appreciated that. Uh, I hope that if there is some kind of returning season in the future that we do get to see Michael again. I think that could be uh, yeah, nice. I, mean, uh, I think all time lock considering yeah. like his cop, you know, play. So. He broke the veto record. He broke Janelle's veto record from BB mm-hmm. All-Stars. 
he tied Janelle's uh, comp record from BB All Stars. Uh, he was one comp away from like basically breaking every record mm-hmm. in the history of the show. Um, yeah, so uh, great winner pick. Uh, you know, very solid winner pick, Brian. As right. somebody who was going to pick Taylor and changed his mind last minute uh, uh-huh. and and ended up picking, uh, you know, uh, the the one of the most reviled house guests in the last like four seasons of the show, mm-hmm. uh, it hurts for me that I could have just like you know uh, pushed through uh, and like stuck with my gut and picked Taylor as my winner pick, uh, <laughs> given that's, that she's that's possibly the winner, yeah. yeah, possibly the winner of the season, uh, you know. Um, it is what it is. Uh, you gotta take the L's when you when you when you deserve them, and I definitely deserve that L for uh, for not uh, for not believing in Taylor. I did, I needed this Ben after picking Zach in our Survivor draft last time. I I needed uh, a comeback to prove it to myself that I can yeah. judge the players okay. Yeah, for sure. And like you know, Monty was also somebody that like all of us. I think yep. had in our top five. He was, he was, I think the one that we all said, if we didn't pick the person we picked, we would have picked. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I Monty. think like, I think Monty yeah. was like my number three or four on my list. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, he's, he's yeah. It just, I don't know. It's been a good season. Um, there's been uncomfortable moments, but mm-hmm. that's okay. You know, that's part of these types of games, you know, where you have to have the real life conversations in a very goofy uh, circumstance. Yeah. yeah. And I would say, uh, as opposed to in previous seasons of Big Brother, mm-hmm. the uh, uncomfortable situations that happened on this season uh, at least generally resolve themselves favorably. Uh, you know, like generally the people who were uh, done bad by the like racism or bad situations that had come up uh, ended up coming up on top of the people mm-hmm. Who were like being, you know, uh, hateful or whatever to them. Uh, so, for that, I guess it's like a very, uh, it's. I think it, that's what kind of why the season I think feels better, mm-hmm. uh, even though there's like a lot of negativity uh, in parts of it, uh, because the the people who propagated that negativity got a comeuppance that was mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, that felt good and felt appropriate and felt yeah. like, uh, you know, it felt like narratively. Uh, yeah, uh, good. I guess I don't know. I don't know what else to say. But yeah, it's, it's like, like the the anti uh, BB twenty one, where you're yeah. just like, wow, these people suck, and they're mm-hmm. not getting their. Well, I guess at the very end, uh, Mickey did get his comeuppance, but that was yeah. you know not in the game. I mean, Jack to a degree got his comeuppance uh, with mm-hmm. the, the Jessica Malagres. Never forget. Never forget mm-hmm. when. Where were you when Jessica won HOH? Uh, when she went HOH and put Jack and Jackson up on the block, and like I what think a like, alpha move! That's yeah, so insane. <laughs> honestly, like you know, uh, very just come alive back on an all star season. Like that's, mm, you know, I'm down. Uh, why not? Um, you know, I, I I'm all for people who when like they recognize their position to a degree and they make ballsy moves when the game calls for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I think if if Nicole wins that season, uh, you could probably start to have a conversation about uh, it being like a little bit more narratively, uh, you know, nice, uh, yeah. where like everybody kind of gets their comeuppance in the end. But with a Mickey and Holly final too, with Mickey winning the season, mm-hmm. uh, and like 
Yes, Mickey and Holly were the ones to defect from Grateful, uh, but they didn't defect from Grateful for like uh, noble reasons. reasons. Yeah. They defected from Grateful because they realized they were at the bottom of the alliance, and they were like, "Oh, maybe we should, you know, flip the game and actually take control ourselves." Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they they flipped for selfish reasons, uh, and it just so happened to like lead to the downfall of a pretty uh, hated alliance by the fans. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as far as like comeuppance goes, as far as like narratively, uh, you know, good uh, seasons, this is like way up there. And then obviously yeah. Taylor ends up being the winner. Like, I think I, I would probably put this at the top best. in terms of like <laughs> the best narrative. Like, you know, I, I, I still obviously am going to be big on BB Can 10. The BB Can 10 narrative uh, from top to bottom, also very, very good. But like Taylor's storyline is just next level. So. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, and what we'll cover after the finale is on Sunday, right? Yes. So there's two episodes left. There's the final quick. four eviction. There's a final four eviction on Thursday, where uh, barring uh, like some shift in the cosmos, uh, Brittany will be evicted, <clears throat> and uh, then the finale on uh, Sunday night. And that's it. Cool. We're almost there, and like I said, check out the Blind Satters where we cover Survivor, the newest season starting tomorrow. Very exciting. Um, you know, these bags under my eyes aren't from covering uh, stuff and doing all this is from, uh, other stuff, but it's just, you know, I'm, I'm excited for Survivor. Yeah. Uh, it definitely like, uh, you know, we, me and Brian have talked about this. Uh, we have, uh, we've very much, uh, been kind of zonked out of this preseason for Survivor. Uh, probably mm-hmm. more so, at least for me, more so than I have been, uh, probably in, in many years, uh, probably Maybe like ever. since for me maybe maybe ever yeah i i was also i was pretty i was pretty out of it during like 35 36 ish and then david versus goliath kind of reignited some spark in me and then like i i kind of was able to maintain that spark up until now uh to a degree yeah. at least i remember we uh, went to a viewing party for the premiere of 35 and it was only an hour long and i just remember thinking like if the show's not going to treat this as like a big thing like yeah maybe i'm not going to either but yeah 36 yeah. came and like was amazing yeah and i mean like there, there's not really a reason for me to you know not be like as hyped about 43 because like Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed 42. It was mm-hmm. probably one of my like top five seasons in the last like 10 years of the show. Um, so like I, there's, I, I should be excited because uh, I really liked the last season. Uh, and, you know, from what I've heard, because I haven't looked too, too deeply, the cast is, seems really strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like they've, uh, similar to how they fixed a lot of things from 41 into 42, uh, I think that, from what I understand, they've possibly fixed a lot of issues that still remained in 42 into 43 and hopefully not added new ones. Um, so, oh, You know Jeff wants to add something yeah. to just fuck everything For up. Sure. For sure. We There's bullied him out of the hourglass and the fire tokens. Like, mm-hmm. he's got some shitty idea. Okay, look. The, there's the, the hourglass, like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, we bullied Jeff off the... Uh, are they supposed to do the hourglass with again? It's, no, the, yeah, the entire, they could. The entire premise of it is that you don't know how it works, mm-hmm. right? And then even in 42, Drea figured out how it worked. Immediately. So, like, like, you literally cannot do it again unless you changed how it works and, like, mm-hmm. try to trick them and, like, do, like, a, a double fake or something. 
Uh, we're like, oh, actually, this time it, it, it the hourglass twist isn't a thing. Like, we're doing the same thing, but there is no hourglass, and you're mm -hmm. just on Exile Island, and maybe you get an idol or something. Right. Um, so, yeah, there is... I, I expect there to be at least one new twist that I hate, probably more than one in 43. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm very cautiously optimistic because uh, I think the storytelling of 42 is really good. The cast of 42 is really good. Uh, the, like, uh, the ending narrative with, uh, you know, spoiler alert in case for some reason you haven't seen Survivor 42, but uh, uh, Marianne as a winner, uh, really, really good. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I, I came around hard on Marianne by the end of that season. Uh, as somebody who uh, wasn't like super feeling her in the first uh, like half or so of that season, um, so I big Mary and Stan now, mm -hmm. big Mary Stan, oh, Mary Stan, yep. Um, uh, yeah, loved forty two. So I did. We'll I did hear that. I don't think there's any Canadians on this season, mm -hmm. and yeah. it's just like Erica and Mary Ann were too good, it. and then yeah, like they ruined yeah. it for the whole country. Yep, <laughs> they're like no, no more. We need an American yeah. to win. And even the other uh, three Canadians on those two seasons all, like, made it far and were, like, big strategic players uh, in uh, Shannon Omer and uh, Dre. They were just waiting. They're, mm -hmm. they're just, like, all these years of watching yeah. but not being able to play. Yeah, Canada sent their best. <laughs> they did. They really did. <laughs> so, um, I guess that makes sense, though, right? Like, you know... Uh, when you have never, like, I guess other than like Tom Laidlaw and <laughs> Brandon oh, yeah. Williams Tom. in, uh, in 39, um, like, you know, uh, if you've been holding for 20 years of the show, plus, uh, mm. all of your best players on the wings, uh, you're like, go, go, go. Now is our <laughs> opportunity to take on the Americans. <laughs> uh, and they did great. So it all comes back around to our hypothetical, BBUS versus BB Can season. You know, we didn't even need that. Although, I, I do. Is there like a French, uh, like a, I don't, a French Canadian version of Survivor now? Something like that? Yeah, there's like a, a Quebec one or Quebec one. I don't know. Yeah. That is, I can't speak French, so it doesn't do anything for me, but uh, exciting yeah. that it's happening. Um, yeah. Um, my, yeah, my, my experience with French Canadian, uh, like, uh, language is from BB Can having to, like, listen to the two French Canadians that they cast every season inevitably speak French to each other and how could you not, not knowing what they're talking about. Yeah, how could you not, though? It gives you such an advantage over yeah. everyone else. Yeah. Um, if you communicate in front of people but without them understanding you. Um, I also heard that there's a Survivor UK reboot coming. Uh, I don't know if it's a reboot or just, like, it, it is happening for the first time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there was a Survivor UK ever. Um, but that's exciting because I can speak English, so I should be able to, you yeah. know, watch that. Uh, it won't come to Paramount Plus, I'm sure, but I'll find a way. Yeah, I no, um, I'll probably wait to hear if it's good or not. Mm -hmm. uh, and even if it's good, there's probably a chance I still don't watch it just because, like, you know, apparently, like, Survivor uh, South Africa is also very good, and I have not checked that out. I've very, I've very, very minorly checked out survivor uh, australia mm -hmm. uh which i have also heard is like pretty uh pretty good throughout some seasons uh and like mm -hmm. kind of meh through others uh i have not even thought about checking out survivor new zealand because i know that you have and said it was horrifically bad um people say the second season of survivor new zealand is like one of the best seasons of survivor yeah. ever the okay. first season of survivor new zealand is unwatchable 
And it also like it takes place in Nicaragua where they filmed Redemption Island. There's a Redemption Island mm-hmm. twist in it. There's an orange versus purple team. It just mm. is bringing back a lot of like negative vibes. Even though mm. I love Boston Rob and I'm happy he won that season. That season is not something I go and rewatch ever. Yeah. Um, it was just like a yeah, it was real bad, Ben. <laughs> it was really bad. I gave up like I think after six episodes. I was like, I'm not as no, it's not for me. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I guess I guess that's good that they kind of got their feet under them for the second season mm-hmm. at least. Um, and then they canceled it. <laughs> uh, okay, well, never mind. Yeah. Um, I I did watch um, the re- so um, BB Australia got rebooted with mm-hmm. kind of like a, a hybrid format. Uh, I watched like two thirds of the first season of that reboot. Uh, I didn't end up finishing that season. Uh, from looking at the rest of the boot list after that season, I don't know how much I missed, uh, to be quite frank. Uh, I, yeah. It didn't seem like, you know, uh, Angela from that season of uh, Big Brother Australia, big fan. Uh, I loved Angela, obviously. Like, she was like a big star from that uh, mm-hmm. show. But, like, I don't know. I feel like the format for Survivor and Big Brother that the US has and that Canada has uh, now with Big Brother, it, it's just. For, for me, it's just the best format. It's just the best yeah. version of both formats. And trying to, like, you know, make it your own by hybridizing it with, uh, you know, the, like, these other things. Uh, to me, it just weakens the product, usually. <laughs> so. Agree. Yeah, I've watched, like, some episodes of, like, the original Big Brother in UK, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. eh, this is not that entertaining to me. Like, yeah. Just being able to watch people interact in a house isn't the interesting part. It's the strategy. And that mm-hmm. doesn't really come out in that format of the game. It does a little. Because, yeah. like, they're nobbing people as a house. But, uh, mm-hmm. although I did hear the second season of that, Tim, um, from BB Can and BB yeah. Australia is on it. So I don't know if that interests you at all. Yeah, I knew that as well. Because they did, they did, like, a, a BB Australia All-Stars that used people from pre-reboot when it was mm-hmm. like a different format uh and then they did it with the new format that was like a hybrid of the uk and like canada version mm-hmm. uh where there's like an hoh but it's not called an hoh and there's three nominees but there's no veto and they don't really have a time to actually strategize during the important parts of the game <laughs> at all and so it's still kind of fucking random and the eviction vote is weird because the nominees can vote and it's mm-hmm. like and they can like vote against each other because there's three of them at least for the first part of the game. It's like it's like it's it's a mess strategically to follow at least for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that kind of you know like as much as I loved uh, Tim, uh, it, the format just doesn't interest me uh, to follow, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why you know all this to say I hope that Survivor UK just does uh, Survivor US but with British people. Yeah. That would be nice. I think that would probably just be a hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? I agree. I agree. I know that I know that UK audiences have historically reacted poorly to uh to like Survivor in Big Brother US esque shows. Uh I know that uh like the closest thing that's been semi successful was the Circle UK recently. Mm-hmm. Uh and there was a lot of hate for many of the like more strategic kind of like 
uh, you know, uh, villain adjacent players mm -hmm. on that uh, on that show. Uh, whereas me as an American viewer, and especially somebody who likes reality TV villains, mm -hmm. was, uh, you know, big fan of somebody like uh, a Manrika, where it seemed like Manrika was like getting death threats from half of the country <laughs> because of her gameplay. Um, so, and uh, I was also a fan of, um, of James, I believe, uh, who uh, catfished as a young mother. Uh, and that was uh, that was seen as a as a no no, uh, okay. but he was great in my opinion. I think that he was uh, one of the biggest strategic driving forces for the circle mm -hmm. as like a, a strategy game. So I don't know. You can't win. Like British television viewers hate contestants that make the game interesting. So <laughs> yeah, we just have a very different uh, attitude, yeah. I guess. And I mean, I I will say. Though we are pretty fucking bad still. Like if people, especially in Big Brother because it's live and there's live feeds, if people try to do villainous shit, like leaving out like actual like repugnant stuff that people do, like if people just try to be villainous or like go after people's faves, insane. People on Twitter are insane. Yeah. And I don't like that because I, I think... I think as long as you go in to a game and you're like a good person, but you betray people or whatever, you should like be mm -hmm. able to leave and just be like, yeah, it's just a game. I was just trying to have fun and trying to win yeah. money. Like I, I'm not, I don't hate anybody. I'm not like personally, you know, against yeah, exactly. people, but the, for some reason, maybe it's cause it's just like a lot of young people on Twitter. Um, the, the people don't see that. I don't like that. I, it's actually, Definitely one of my least favorite parts of the Big Brother experience each summer. Yeah, and like when I, you know, for instance, when I went out and played Survivor Buffalo, you know, both mm -hmm. times uh, I played, uh, mm -hmm. I I was a villain. You know, you know, mm -hmm. spoiler alert. Uh, you know, the <laughs> I, I was cast on Survivor All Stars mm -hmm. uh, or Survivor Buffalo All Stars as a villain in the hero <laughs> on, on the villain tribe. Yeah, so I was I was like. <laughs> On the cast, I was probably like the second or third, like most clear and obvious villain from my first time. Mm -hmm. And that's because when I go into these games, uh, I basically play like a slightly fictionalized version of myself where I'm mm -hmm. like a WWE style heel. Yes. Yep. And yeah, I'm just yeah. like, I'm playing the game, but like mm -hmm. the, the fun, like part of the game for me is having fun and like, you know, doing uh, like fun things strategically. But, like, a lot of the fun comes from me just, like, cutting quippy confessionals mm -hmm. where I'm being super over the top and, like, very obviously the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, you know, being, like, uh, cocky in completely uh, inappropriate situations. Mm -hmm. But, like, when I'm doing that, I'm, like, self-aware that, you know, I'm playing essentially a villain character for TV. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not saying anything, like, you know super mean or like very very like personally right. attacking people like the meanest things i'll say is like yeah you know i got you dummy like you know like, yeah. like you know i'm not like attacking people's characters or something like that yeah. um so i mean uh, that's yeah that's a little like obviously for me when i played new, uh, new york i was just like a perfect angel uh everyone said that like, yeah exactly i was so likable and <laughs> you know i only did morally upstanding things yeah no, in like, that game uh that's not go watch the revenue new york to find out yeah. if that's true 
yeah i th- i think that's like i think that's the, the difference right is like yeah. as long as you're not a bad person and you're just like you're playing a bad person on tv basically like right. like i'm not like a i'm not like a villain in real life mm-hmm. but like playing those games kind of you know gives you a license to like kind of play a yeah. villain character and like kind of be over the top with it and fun yeah. i i expect if there is a heroes versus villains season of surviving new york they will probably if they want they might be over me because it's been a while since i played but if mm. they want me to play they'll probably put me on the villain's tribe oh yeah and, uh, sure yeah, like and that's way more fun mm-hmm. but yes. people need to like watch these shows and realize that these are not reflections of like the people in real life like yes i don't know obviously if you do like uh, personally, yes. you know, attack people or like mm. say like bigoted things and stuff like that. Right. That would be reflected of the the things that you like that you as a person in real life. Yeah, but yeah. people being reality TV villains, you know, cutting WWE style quotes and confessionals, mm-hmm. and like you know, just being a snake in terms of gameplay, generally not reflective of of how these people yeah. behave in real life. Yeah, everyone's gonna chill, please. Yeah. I'm begging you. I know the internet has no chill and I know like the being isolated from the pandemic broke everyone's brain, myself included, but like, let's try to keep it, you know, somewhat normal, as normal as we can. Cause right. like, I do think, um, if this style of social media had been around, uh, earlier in big brother, we wouldn't have seen people play, the way that they ended up playing and we have like very iconic players who wouldn't be the same uh, Mm -hmm. if they had known that this was like the reaction that they would get. Mm -hmm. And you have people like, you know, uh, you know, like say what you want about Johnny Fairplay uh, Mm -hmm. since he's played on Survivor, but people still bring up Johnny Fairplay's name in terms of Survivor villains, even to this day, you know, a decade and a half later. Uh, a decade and a half plus later at this point, yeah. um, because like the grandma lie in particular was such a like iconic, you know, villainous thing that nobody had ever seen somebody do like mm. something like that on uh, reality TV before, really. And yeah. like, well, as far as um, as far as uh, like somebody playing a WWE style villain heel, right. reality TV. Basically, the first person to like perfect that was Johnny Fairplay. Yes, but, like Rob Rock, Stewart yes. would agree. Kind of put it into effect in Amazon the season before, mm-hmm. but like, like Fairplay, like you know, he named himself Johnny Fairplay. Yeah. Like it went by that on the island. Yeah, he, his, he he was born and bred from WWE and from like mm-hmm. the wrestling, like professional wrestling community. So like. To me, like I'm not even like a big wrestling fan, mm-hmm. but I think that's like the real best way that you can kind of, kind of conceptualize it. For wrestling yeah. is fake. Everyone knows wrestling is fake, and it's like basically like a uh, scripted uh, storylines. It's like a, uh, it's a uh, you know soap opera for dude bros. Yeah, uh, and which um, yeah, I don't watch it either, but I respect it. Yeah, 100%. I respect the art form. Yeah, it's a it's like a really unique uh, art form because of like uh, it's like you know drum dramatic storytelling combined with like athleticism uh, in yeah. like a way that's very like it doesn't really like equate to anything else. Um, and and it I'm, also I'm, has like the real chance of catastrophic injury mixed yeah. in. Like it's mm-hmm. it's wild. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I view uh, the majority of the cases of villains on uh, reality TV. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish that more people uh, did as well, because it makes it, it would make the TV show better if uh, people acting that way was encouraged rather than discouraged. Right. Agreed. All right. With that, Ben, where can they find you online? Uh, you can find me on uh, you know, all social media, but primarily Twitter at Ben Sharon. I haven't been tweeting a ton. Um, you know, uh, I've still like pulled back a lot from Twitter in the last year or two. Just you know, uh, definitely uh, a good mental health, a good yeah. me- mental health decision that I've made. Um, and uh, yeah, it's pretty much where you can find me. Uh, you know, obviously we plugged Blindsiders, so you'll find me there as well. Yes. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the fake BMR. That's B-M-A-R-R. Uh, most of the time I'm tweeting about sports. If I do tweet, um, a lot of the time I'm just reading about whatever Twitch drama is happening. If I'm being honest, uh, right now on Twitter, um, it's his, it's his own version of reality TV happening every day. And it's just somehow accelerated over yeah. the last like month yeah i mean it, it, we're talking about like people on competition reality shows uh where like you know these people generally are not bad people in real life mm. uh in other cases of like you know more real or more like pure versions of reality reality shows a lot of those people are actually bad people in real life and yeah. when you compare it to something like uh an ongoing uh twitch drama which is uh what i would compare to a a more pure version of a reality show essentially is what's happening. Uh, a lot of these people also are uh, not people in real right. life. Uh, yeah. From what uh, from what has come out of things, um, and I think it, it just goes to show that uh, uh, I think the the Venn diagram of uh, people who are charismatic enough to become famous for just like uh, being a person mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the circle for like people who are kind of uh sociopathic crazy people uh, <laughs> right. who do horrible things like it's like it's closer to a circle than i think most yeah. people really like to acknowledge mm-hmm. um yeah so. oh man yeah i <laughs> so anyways uh, as far as our attempts to become uh popular online uh, like ben said follow us on the blind siders on this channel i'm uploading Multiple times a week on uh, the Wicked Good Sports channel, obviously talking about sports there. I think we've done three videos this week. We'll probably do four or five uh, by the time it's over. Then uh, the main channel is, of course, youtube.com slash Everything, where I'm going to do a video on a reality TV show that is near and dear to our hearts, Ben. Uh, so, so watch out for that. It'll be more of a commentary type video. And now that I've said it here at an hour and 15 into a podcast, I'm, I'm totally going to hold myself to doing this in a prompt fashion. I, I swear. Yeah. Um, we'll see. So, I mean, that. Yeah. This is a, this is an extension or like a reworking of a project that we were planning mm-hmm. on doing uh, almost a year ago at this point uh, mm-hmm. that we kind of scrapped for, uh, for reasons of uh, the way that we were going to do the format originally, probably mm-hmm. just can't work anymore. Yep. Uh, um, so yeah, we're reworking it and hopefully uh, mm-hmm. it'll be coming Exactly. So uh, yeah, follow us over there. Uh, the channel's on Twitter at WG Everything, Instagram, we can get everything, Twitch at twitch.tv slash we can get everything. We're on TikTok, search the Have Not Room on TikTok, search everything on TikTok. 
And uh, yeah, that's all I have. Thanks for watching.